0: You're listening to Partnernomics Podcast, where we discuss the art and science of developing successful strategic partnerships. To learn more about the suite of Partonomics solutions, visit Partnonomics.com. Welcome back to another episode of Partonomics Podcast. This is Mark Brigman, and I've got my sidekick with me here, Mr. Tyler Pittman. Tyler, what's going on, buddy? How you doing? Doing good, doing good. So we're getting ready to launch. Uh, we're going to jump into this second podcast, man. I'm looking forward to sharing some more information with our listeners. Absolutely. Well, I think the main thing with partnerships, and I, I think where a lot of people get it wrong or see it wrong, especially in business, is that they, they, they view partnerships as a cheaper way to get what they want. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a lot of people a lot of companies unfortunately uh, the ones that don't work the ones that are not successful the ones that crash and burn quickly are people that, that take a very me approach yeah. a very self-centered approach mm-hmm. and the, the thing that people need to to have in mind is is to come at partnerships truly with a, a we approach and to, to literally be as concerned about their ability to provide value as much as they are about their concern to receive value right and I think that's one of the you know one of the biggest reasons that so many partnerships fail is because people just take this approach uh, concerned for themselves and, and not really looking at or seeing an obligation on their side to provide value to their partners yeah. That's,
1: you know, as I've researched more and more, that's what you see is, you know, companies that are partnering together, one, they both need to, you know, have the idea of helping one another, not necessarily only benefiting themselves or else, you know, they're not going to get very far in their partnership and it's Most likely not going to succeed.
0: Yeah, I've got this uh, little saying that if a partnership doesn't work for both, it doesn't work for either, (laughs) right? right? There's no such thing as a a one-sided successful partnership. It has to work for both or it just simply doesn't work.
1: Right. So, you know, last podcast, we talked a little bit about Partnernomics and the framework that you've put together. Um, I wanted to, you know, pick your brain, dig a little deeper as to you know the specific courses and how you came about building these two courses, the topics, and yeah, just how you how you came about these courses that we offer.
0: You know, I think as, as I always approached strategic partnerships and uh, somewhere around 400 uh, different you know partnerships that I've architected, negotiating the deals, and then uh, managing those relationships. Over the course of 20 years now, um, I always viewed partnerships almost kind of like this world of, of partnerships, pardon the pun here, but the, kind of this world of partnerships, I envision like a globe. And you have, you know, one hemisphere that is is what I call the pre-contract signature part. So it's everything, you know, going from Hey, we've got this idea, this concept, and this plan, the strategy that um, you know to, to execute this partnership opportunity, um, all the way into figuring out who are we going to do partnerships with, mm-hmm. right? And you know, seeing these what we call partner candidates. How do we find partner candidates? How do we vet them? How do we stack them up to each other? How do we rate and rank them to see which ones are going to be the the best for us? And then eventually we have to uh, negotiate the deal, right? We, we perform the due diligence. We continue to communicate with those, you know, potential partners. But then we start to negotiate terms, and then we come to this moment of truth, you know, this the go-no-go. No go. Do we want to form uh, a relationship with this company or not? And, you know, that's obviously a very critical and important set of processes that that goes into you know what we call this pre-contract signature process but we view that as one kind of hemisphere and then kind of secondary to that is is having like an operations process you know so just as your computer your phone your ipad they all have operating systems right well, I think that companies need to have operating systems for their partnership functions, and uh, and that kind of has two different arms. One is for their teams. Mm-hmm. So, how do they manage and build and and develop their team of strategic partnership leaders? And then the second arm is the partnerships themselves. Right. You know, managing those relationships.
1: Yeah. And that just comes back to as you said it's all about people and how you interact with one another and because if you're not getting along and people aren't agreeing then it's going to make it a lot more difficult um a little fact i wanted to throw in there you know a study that i looked at from cmo council that they conducted they were asking you know ceos what their challenges or complexities that they face in developing and managing their partnerships and the top four were seeking the correct partners for their company, maintaining the partnerships long term, negotiating and structuring the partnership agreements and keeping the partnership mutually rewarding. So, you know, that just ties back to, and to everything that we touch on and the purpose behind why we see the value in creating a, you know, a toolbox for these companies to go to and be able to like you said operationalize those partnerships
0: yeah, I mean so many different companies and even you know work for a fortune fifty uh, most companies don't have an operating model you know yeah. they don't have a model they don't have a playbook kind of this end to end sequence and series of processes to help facilitate their partnerships you know like we said all the way from the very beginning of having this partnering strategy all the way through to nurturing partnerships perpetually. Like Mm -hmm. you said, that kind of that level four from that study is, you know, continually ensuring that both parties get the the results that they want. They're getting the value out of that relationship that they want. And, you know, partneromics, the reason that we had built kind of this full end to end process was to provide that to companies. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they just, they, most of them don't have it. And uh, if you have something set on the table, it's a lot easier for people to, to understand and then to continue to optimize and develop it. But if you have you know one, two, three, or in our case, at times 30, 35 people in these different partnering teams doing things 35 different ways, hmm. Man, it
1: <laughs> it's hard to, hard to work out that way. Yeah. It, it's
0: hard to optimize that. It's yeah. hard to understand who is, is really good and, and getting great success. Um, those people that are just innately good at it. But then how do you cross-pollinate? Right. If you have five rock stars on a team of 20, how can you set up your system so that those five rock stars can, can teach everybody else? Right,
1: bring them along with them. As opposed to pulling in opposite directions.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: Yeah. So let's let's talk about the, you know, the courses that we offer, the SPLM and the five phase partnering process. Um, what struck you to develop those two specifically? How did you come up with the the elements for the SPLM? You know, the six elements we talk about and as well as the five-phase partnering process?
0: Yeah, so the, the five-phase, I'll, I'll take that one first. So the five-phase partnering process is, you know, earlier I talked about um, that, that one hemisphere, that first hemisphere, and that is the pre-contract signature piece. So what we have done is, you know, we've taken this very complex, um, you know, system of, Strategic partnerships, this this art and science of this world of strategic partnerships, and we've tried to break it down um, so that people can kind of see the process on paper and uh, and implement that within their companies and you know and optimize what they're doing. And so the five-phase partnering process is it's taking that pre-contract signature piece and putting it into a framework that people can adopt and so uh, phase one is the partnership strategy so it's building it's truly building a strategic partnering plan and we have a uh, 12-step process or really a template but a 12 component plan of how to do that what is in an SPP the second piece is to what we call engage so it's engaging potential partners so it's all about communications how we communicate, how we um, vet, how we figure out if this potential partner is really a solid fit for us. The third phase is negotiating. So we need to, you know, bargain terms for, um, you know, for our impending partnership. How do we do that? What tools do we use? One of the things that we talk about is term sheets. And term sheets, man, it's it's something that is not. Widely used, and it absolutely should be. Um, one of the the interviews that I did with Bernie Brenner, he's uh, one of the founders of TrueCar, and I asked Bernie if there is one piece of advice you could give to partner development leaders to help them significantly improve their likelihood of success. What would you? What, what would that piece of advice be? And he said use a term sheet use a term sheet understand what it is and use it correctly and uh, man that' it, probably be a good topic for us to have on the podcast sometime yeah because I could easily burn through <laughs> you know 25 minutes talking about talking about the, the term sheet and how to use that well but um, so going back to the five phases you know so we have to negotiate those agreements and then uh, phase four is close the deal and and that's either that's that's the go-no-go. No go. If it makes sense for us to execute the partnership, let's do it. Let's sign on the dotted line. If not, let's uh, kind of agree that it's it's not the right fit or it's not the right time, and then and then we walk away. And that leaves us with phase five. And phase five is you know once once we sign on the dotted line, it's time to operationalize that partnership, and then that's when we we use or we we implement the SPLM, the Strategic Partner Leadership Model, and that's the operation side. Yeah. Uh, which is the other hemisphere, if you will.
1: Right. Yeah. And that's, you know, you see partnerships are everywhere and a lot of the ones that are publicized are, you know, the successful ones, but people don't realize the stronger percentage of them fail. And I think that's why it's so increasingly important for a company to have, you know, a backbone to build off and you know, just have something to ensure they're going to be successful. Because if you're just, you know, randomly throwing darts, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get get anywhere. You're not gonna take a step forward. So,
0: yeah, it's been said many times over. Hope is a really bad strategy. <laughs> <laughs> that is so so very true. But yeah, upwards. Uh, there's been a lot of studies done over the last ten years uh, looking at partnership success rates between these third party partnerships and. Uh, depending on which study you look at, they're pretty much all right around sixty-five to seventy-five percent failure rates, which is uh, it's it's so so high. There's so much cost and energy of, and effort,
1: yeah, a lot of money down the drain.
0: Absolutely, know. man. So just imagine, like these companies that let's say there's a seventy percent failure rate, which is essentially the average uh, over a two-year period. Mm-hmm. What if you could? put some solid processes in place what if you could adopt and execute a playbook and instead of having 70 percent failure you had 70 percent success
1: yeah it's completely flipping the the scale there <laughs> yeah
0: i mean just that alone is going to be a massive competitive advantage for your company
1: right so mark i'll ask you you know the multiple multiple partnerships you've been a part of the companies that you've worked with you know as we've continued to build partnernomics what what are the main factors that stand out to you when you see a company not successfully executing partnerships
0: yeah so we've launched uh, a couple different assessments um, that that we like to use and really what those assessments drive down to is there's three different assessments but it's it really illuminates parts of really a required process that's that's a part of this, this partnering um, discipline that we live in, and it tries to illuminate those things. Um, you know, it really goes down to, it starts from the top. You know, whenever you go into an organization, you're looking at a company that has really high levels of failure rates typically it's because the senior executives within the company don't really understand partnering or they're not supporting it and absolute kind of job first one is to have depending on your company size you know board of directors the CEO or if it's a smaller company um, you know those those entrepreneurs those people that uh, are, are making the day-to-day decisions they need to really understand what the partnering is tool is what Mm -hmm. that lever is and and really support it and get behind it and then after you have that support then it's about you're really getting clear of why you're involved in partnerships what do you want to get out of the partnerships Mm -hmm. and uh, one of the first steps that that we have is you have to have a plan and specifically it's uh, we call it the strategic partnering plan and that's why we have uh, a template a framework a 12 component framework that we want people to use. And it's, it's a really, really good exercise for, for companies to go through because it puts on paper, in black and white, for everyone to see exactly what the intent is. Mm-hmm. So many times, these, these partnering initiatives, they happen over lunch or they, they happen wherever, at a golf course, and it just sounds like a good idea. But as you get deeper into it, if you have three or four or five people involved in the conversation, you have three or four or five different ways yep. or ideas of of what success looks like or how it's going to be done, right, and it's never put into again. a plan.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I totally agree. That's you know you're essentially going in blind when you you know just jump into an agreement like that, and it just makes everything a lot a lot more difficult for those those people, but. I kind of see it also relating to our SPLM where one of the elements being vision, you know, if you've got to have an end goal in mind or at least an idea of where you want to go and where you want to take it. And it's so applicable to partnerships. And like you said, it starts with the leaders. And I think that's why, you know, every great team you see it, it starts with a great leader and somebody, somebody at the top knows where they want to go or has an idea of what they you know, where they want to take the team.
0: Yeah, at the end of the day, in any business, the, the CEO or those senior executives, they're the ones ultimately responsible. Right. And and that's really, you know, partnerships don't start with partnerships. Partnerships are a tool that we use to, to execute a growth strategy. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, it's the CEO, the president, it's his or her responsibility to, develop an organization forward and then those of us that that live in the strategic partnering teams or the biz dev teams we're the ones responsible for for pulling for you know for for pulling the levers on the partnering side to mm-hmm. help support those initiatives yeah yeah
1: i uh, i i think all the you know the elements within the splm and the five phase they're all really structured well to you know have the intent of giving these companies the ability and everything at you know their disposal to be able to implement them and just give them a a framework to work off but
0: yeah so let's let's uh let's kind of lay out the splm right we talked about it a little bit so people are probably listening wondering what the heck is this (laughs) thing so you know we've kind of chatted about we believe we firmly believe that companies need to have you know, these partnering teams, they need to have an operating system, you know, just like your laptop or just like your phone has. And, you know, we've developed uh, what we call the strategic partner leadership model. And it's a six-element model that helps companies operationalize their strategic partnering teams as well as their partnerships. And so the six elements, the first is vision, the second is teams, the third is goals, the fourth is metrics. The fifth is processes, and uh, number six is getting to results. And so we have these these six. We call them elements. We have these six elements, and then the the SPLM framework really drills into each of those elements. So what are the components? What are the success characteristics? How can we develop this from the ground up as a company, and then how can we optimize it over time? So just talking about the first element for a second, uh, vision. So we say the vision has three different components to it. That is uh, truly having a vision or vision statement, the, that 10, 15, 20-year north star that we're all heading toward. Uh, the second is a mission, a mission statement. What is what is your company? What's your purpose? What, why do you get up in the morning and, and what are you driven to do? And uh, the mission is really, you know, we kind of think of it as kind of that two-year, three-year goal of what you're trying to accomplish. And then that third component is core values. And we say that core values is somewhere between three to five words that describes the DNA of every member of, of your team in that. And, um, you know, really, it's kind of your, it's your North Star of your of your beliefs right and as as we think about this vision element right the vision the mission the core values really if you distill that down it's culture mm-hmm. you know and culture is so so important you know, very important culture is king yeah and so really that's where it starts you know it starts with culture as you're as you're building out this model right
1: well mark i think that uh just about covers everything we had for today's podcast. Uh, had a good time. It was very informative. I think there's a lot of good stuff that people can take out of, you know, what we have to talk about here and the content itself. So
0: it's amazing how fast these uh, twenty-two minutes goes we'll by. Go a little quicker than you <laughs>
1: expect. Um, if you, you know, anyone listening has any questions, um, you can. You know, email them to marketing at partnernomics.com. Um, feel free to shoot us that and subject those emails, anything related to podcasts. And Mark and I can either shoot you back emails to answer them or, you know, we'll answer them on here live and let you guys hear our input. So
0: Awesome, man. So the second one is now in the books. In the books. <laughs> All right, well, thank you for uh, tuning in to another episode of Partnernomics Podcast. We'll see you next time. Partnernomics Podcast is brought to you by Partnernomics. Learn how to leverage the power of partnership. To listen to more episodes of Partnernomics Podcast, visit partnernomics.com.